What are the biggest challenges facing Illinois today? How will these affect new policy initiatives into the future? From the Chicago Policy Review and the University of Chicago, this is Chicago Policy Radio. I'm your host, Julie Cooper. Today we're talking with Crystal Thomas, Deputy Governor of Illinois. Ms. Thomas was appointed to the position of Deputy Governor by Illinois Governor Pat Quinn in February 2011. Ms. Thomas previously worked at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Illinois Department of Health Care and Family Services, and the White House Office of Management and Budget. She also happens to be a graduate of the Harris School of Public Policy. Welcome, Ms. Thomas. Thank you for joining us on Chicago Policy Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what are your specific responsibilities as Deputy Governor? Sure. Uh, so I'm responsible for uh, helping to develop and implement the governor's public policy agenda. Uh, and that can mean very different things on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, my responsibilities basically uh, you know, can change based on the needs of the governor's office or what's happening in the state. Um, right now, uh, my major responsibilities include implementing a budgeting for results process for Illinois, um, which is happening in the midst of us also developing the governor's fiscal year 14 uh, budget proposal. Uh, I'm also very involved in implementing uh, health care reform and the President's Affordable Care Act, uh, as well as um, the Medicaid reforms that we have uh, going on in our state. Uh, I'm very involved in food policy and anti-hunger issues, um, but uh, those are, are kind of my current projects. This time last year, for example, I was very involved in um, community development, um, youth employment issues, gun control. Uh, and tax issues. So my portfolio uh, can vary um, very broadly. What are some of the biggest challenges that are facing Illinois right now and specifically in um, implementing a lot of these major policy initiatives? Well, right now, um, Illinois is in a very serious fiscal crisis and um, that is our primary challenge. Um, so some of the things that the governor has proposed to address that uh, first and foremost is to restructure our uh, state pension systems. Um, and uh, for your listeners, uh, right now we have an unfunded pension liability in Illinois. Um, and if we do not do anything, that will grow to over $100 billion by the end of this fiscal year. So um, that is a very uh, serious concern um, you know, that we're dealing with. Uh, and in the midst of that and our growing pension obligations, um, putting together a balanced budget is a significant challenge, um, which is what we're working to do now um, and the governor's uh, next budget uh, will be introduced in February um, of next year. And, um, you know, we are also in the process of uh, negotiating a collective bargaining agreement with the um, union that represents the majority of state employees. Uh, and in our current fiscal crisis, fiscal climate really, uh, that um, can be a very difficult thing because we are asking for concessions and for some uh, assistance in, in helping us to dig our way out um, you know, of our uh, backlog. So those, are, I think, are some of the biggest challenges. And they do have a very significant impact on the governor's policy agenda. 
Um, you really cannot have any policy discussion in Illinois right now without acknowledging our very real and very serious fiscal crisis. Um, and uh, you know, you really, you just don't have the money to invest in a lot of the priorities and a lot of the things that we should be investing in as a state. Um, because you know, right now we're really just focused on um, trying to you know meet pension obligations and pay backlogs of bills and, and things like that. Uh, you also co-chair the Governor's Advisory Council on Women, which aims to strengthen the participation of women in Illinois' economic recovery. Can you elaborate a little more on the mission of the Advisory Council? Absolutely. Uh, so Governor Quinn created the Women's Advisory Council um, because he recognized that uh, women just play a very critical role in our state. Um, women make up over half of our population. Uh, and actually own over 30% of the businesses in Illinois. So as a state, we cannot move forward um, if uh, women do not have the, the resources and the supports that they need to be successful. Uh, and so um, that was uh, you know, kind of his thought process around creating the commission, and um, you know, that's our focus. What are some of the policy recommendations that have come out of the Advisory Council, and what do you hope might be implemented looking into the future? Well, the women on the council um, have, they've been a wonderful support system for me, quite honestly, and uh, they have recognized that um, the governor inherited, uh, you know, very serious challenges, and until we resolve those, there really isn't, aren't going to be any resources to invest in new things. Um, so one of the things that, um, that they recommended and have been very supportive of uh, was our effort to reform our Medicaid program this past spring. And even though um, that reform ultimately ended up taking uh, $1.6 billion out of the program, we did it in a way um, to try to mitigate the negative impact that might have on women and children. Um, they also were very supportive of the governor's um, uh, earned income tax credit initiative. Um, and that did pass through the General Assembly, so our EITC credit will increase from 5% to 10% of the federal EITC over the next two years. Um, so some of the, one of the things that we're working on implementing this year is that earned income tax credit um, and making sure that we are, are doing outreach and education around that so that we can maximize the number of low-income households, understanding that the majority of those households are um, headed by single mothers um, to take advantage of that. Also, I know you're very, you mentioned that you're very involved in uh, food policy issues. Can you give us a little bit more information or background on what are some of the major issues within this area? Absolutely. So um, one of the really exciting things we have going on right now is um, our No Kid Hungry campaign. And um, as a state, we were able to partner with um, the Commission to End Hunger, which I co-chair, uh, as well as um, an organization called Share Our Strength to um, combat childhood hunger. Uh, so we were able to fund summer feeding programs, um, and we have breakfast in the classroom initiatives, and uh, it's wonderful because even though we as a state have limited resources by uh, creating these public-private partnerships, we were able to um, you know, bring more attention and more resources to this issue. Uh, we also have a fresh food fund um, that uh, we implemented um, earlier this year uh, as part of the, um, the capital budget that uh, put $10 million into developing uh, grocery stores in food desert areas. 
So those are a couple of the things that, um, that we're working on in the food policy area. Um, there were also a couple of other, you know, kind of major policy initiatives of the governors, um, that if you don't mind, I wanted to mention for your listeners. Um, in addition to the pensions, which um, really is first and foremost uh, of the, the governor's priorities, um, he also has uh, a, um, an initiative and a goal of reducing state-run facilities. Um, which uh, Illinois as a state is behind um, other states in the nation as far as as reducing um, institutionalization of different populations. So the governor has proposed closing youth prisons um, because we've done a much better job in our state of um, you know prevention and support activities so we have fewer youth in, um, in institutions um, and that we can provide better care for them in community-based settings. Um, and the same for people with developmental disabilities and we're working to close those institutions too because they're very expensive to operate and maintain and I keep going back to our fiscal crisis but um, you know we have to find ways to do business differently. Um, and then the governor has a long history of supporting veterans uh, and he is um, always looking for ways to continue to advance that cause in Illinois. So he championed a hiring veterans tax credit. Um, and actually, just today, uh, he announced a new veterans um, cash lottery ticket, um, which is an initiative he began back in 2006 and has continued to raise money to support programs for veterans. Um, and then our Department of uh, Veterans Affairs actually has a pilot program to help support women veteran entrepreneurs. Um, who want to start or to grow, you know, their businesses. So those are some of the other, um, I think, exciting things that are going on in the state um, under the governor's policy agenda. So just, you know, kind of throwing it out there, what do you think that the future holds for Illinois with all of these very interesting policy initiatives, but also these financial constraints that are obviously very serious? Yeah, um, I know I've uh, talked a lot about our, our challenges, and, and we do have many of them. Um, but we're also a state that has a lot of strengths and a lot of resources. So I really think that um, we have a, an opportunity to have a really bright future in Illinois. It just will take us um, making some very tough decisions and sacrifices today so that we can begin making those investments in our education and our infrastructure and our people um, in order to build that um, tomorrow. So um, I'm very you know, hopeful and optimistic that that will happen. Um, some in the you know, kind of short term, we do have a, um, a veto session in our General Assembly that will uh, be happening uh, the week after Thanksgiving. And um, there's also a, a session that will happen in January. So keep an eye out for, those, uh, for um, any action in the General Assembly during those two periods. I think that's a time when um, you know, we'll see whether pension reform and other things might happen. Um, and you know, that will help dictate you know, where we go um, from a policy perspective over the next few years. Um, and actually we'll lay the groundwork for what happens in Illinois in the long-term future as well. Because again, um, with uh, over $6 billion in unpaid bills and $100 billion pension liability, if we don't start uh, you know, taking the steps to address those soon, we won't have as bright a future as, as I really think we're capable of having. Well, Ms. Thomas, thank you for, so much for speaking with us today and sharing all this uh, very interesting information. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Chicago Policy Radio, a production of the Chicago Policy Review and the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. 
Our podcast was produced and edited by Julie Cooper and David Levine. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ryan Gee. You can find us at www.chicagopolicyreview.org and on iTunes, or email us at media at chicagopolicyreview.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time.